and welcome to our seventh episode of the podcast series from UCL Business Big Talks on Big Impacts. UCL Business, or UCLB, is the commercialisation company for UCL, and this year-long podcast series celebrates the company's 30 years of collaboration and impact. I'm Jess Bolton-Murray, Head of Project Management at UCLB, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Tanel Ozdemir, Investment Manager at UCL Technology Fund. So today we're going to be discussing the impact and reach of UCLB's project management services. The project management team have the ability to support all UCLB projects from patent through to commercialisation by coordinating team members to fulfil the scope of the project, be that applying for funding, project planning and budgets and facilitating agreements. And of course, reporting to funders and business managers on project progress. So Tanel, you're one of the funders that we work with, UCL Technology Fund. Can you give us a brief um, introduction to the Technology Fund. Yeah, so hi Jess and thanks for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. So the UCL Technology Fund, or UCLTF for short, is a £125 million venture capital fund dedicated solely to commercialising and investing in the IP and ideas coming out of UCL. Um, we've been around since 2016. The, the fund was launched in partnership with Alvin VC and UCL Business and I've been at the fund for just over five years now. Brilliant, thank you. So project management provides a service to you for your projects. So can you tell us more about what the project management team do for you day to day? So yeah, so the project managers are one of our closest colleagues that we work with every day. And they not only help us um, essentially set these investments and projects up for success, but help us keep them on track, steer them towards the next milestone and ultimately to a successful kind of inflection point. And this is helping us keep all the different stakeholders in a project, which sometimes can reach kind of more than like five, 10 people, um, keeping to milestones and helping us kind of leverage what each stakeholder is good at. And I feel like without them, we would probably struggle to do our day-to-day -day jobs. <laughs> That's very nice of you to say. And I would definitely agree with you on um, the coordination side um, of project management services and sitting in the middle of all of those stakeholders. I certainly feel in my role, um, it's a lot about sitting right in the middle of um, academics and UCLB for the IP side, reporting to the funders um, and the CROs as well, sitting in the middle of that and coordinating that and navigating that difficult path for setting up a project especially and then managing it through all of those processes um so it's probably worth somewhere like ucl where the research base is so broad mm. i suspect you probably didn't realize just how varied your your job would have been when you first joined uclb but it's funny even within the sort of projects investments that i have it does drastically change and do you from your experience are you more on the life sciences side the physical sciences side or have you had a good mix throughout? It's certainly more on the life sciences side at the moment. Um, our backgrounds are very niche in that we all have a life sciences background that we can draw on. It's quite a big debate, I would say, in project management as a, as a topic um, as to whether you need to have a strong background in the subject that you're actually managing in order to do your job as a project manager so 
project management is a career in itself and our whole team are trained project managers in a mixture of Prince2 and Agile, for example. Um, but we all have this background that we can draw on that really assists us in those life sciences projects. Now, as UCLB grows, um, we have a physical sciences and engineering team as well. And we also have a uh, social impacts team. So um, potentially in the future, we could look at having project managers with a more diverse backgrounds or maybe even more specific backgrounds that relate to those subject areas as well. I'd say it's definitely a benefit and it's certainly a niche role to have a project manager with a strong background in life sciences. So obviously we work with quite three different investors and funds linked to universities and tech transfer offices and I feel like it's quite unique to to have a project management capability. So is that quite unique to UCL or do you know of other universities that have this capability? It's certainly very unique. Um, Other tech transfer offices don't have a separate project management service. Um, Their business managers will facilitate a lot of that work in the middle. And I guess I kind of see our role as almost taking off some of the load from business managers as well as providing a specialist service um, to manage these projects in between patent and licensing or spin out so i think it's probably worth for the audience or anyone else where Mm. when we kind of work with academics and we decide to kind of make an investment and get that project like up and running it would typically be kind of an investment manager from new cell tech fund be a business manager from new cell business and a project manager from new cell business and it's probably quite it's i think it's interesting to kind of talk through um that sort of team effort that we see on each investment. I guess I see my role as doing most of the day-to-day work in planning and coordinating efforts for getting an agreement in place, making sure everyone knows what their actions are. We're definitely not the boots on the ground people doing the work. Um, That's the PIs usually in their lab and their team. But on that point, for the PI to know to even somewhere as big as UCL, for them to even know in some cases who to speak to or who's the right person to get a, a, a request from is tricky. And I think what we, what I've seen in the last five, five years or so is it's a very difficult place to navigate and the project management team are kind of instrumental in knowing which doors to knock on, who to actually get in contact with. And I think that has been a, a really important part of the kind of the support that we've had so far. Yeah, certainly. I think that's a really good point. And I will have to mention that UCL has gone through a lot of changes with the way that they provide their um, services to research projects as well. There's been a huge change in that system. So it's something we've had to stay up to date with as well. So I'm not saying we always know exactly where to go straight away, but we'll certainly find out where. (laughs) So can I ask you what you think the impact of having a project management team um, especially for your projects, has been? Yeah, so I, I think it has been kind of, it's a fundamental piece of our model. And ultimately, with the UCL Tech Fund, we we work with academics and invest in their technologies and projects and companies at an incredibly early and risky stage. And from that point onwards, there's there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of hurdles to overcome. And it's never linear. 
And I think with the project management support, it not only keeps us kind of on track, focused on what we set out to deliver, but allows us to be kind of reactive and navigate kind of the um, the surprises that inevitably comes in our way where we're working with, as I said, really early, technically high risk um, projects. Certainly. And these are big beasts, multi-year timelines, multiple stakeholders and complex um, undertakings. And I think given that over the last, what, since 2016, I think we've made nearly 70 investments. Um, that's a lot, a lot of work. And our model kind of has to have this capability to, again, navigate somewhere like UCL that's really complex, but keep focused on the next milestone. And we are we are a commercial driven fund, obviously impact driven as well, given where we invest at UCL. Um, but we need to be focused on those milestones, get to the next hurdle, and yeah, keep steering the projects on, on track. You mentioned um, that you've made about 70 investments in the life of the technology fund. And I, I have some stats here as well, if it would interest you on our projects so far. So we've had um, a hand in progressing about 70 projects at UCL Business um, to date. And interestingly, about 86% of those are from the technology fund, um, of which uh, we have a portfolio currently in our team of about 26 projects. Out of all of those, are there any projects that kind of spring to mind for you, um, a really good example of how project management has assisted in that project or maybe gone above and beyond in a way? Yeah, so obviously, there's many examples, but... Um... I could probably touch on one specific one. But again, bef before that, it's worth highlighting. So my background is um, in kind of the life sciences. So I work mostly on the therapeutic side of the UCL Tech Fund, um, alongside my colleagues Simon Goldman and Lee Brody. And I've I've had my hand in a number of different projects from cell therapies, gene therapies, biologics, small molecules, which I think has all had help from the project management team. And I think probably a good case study to talk through would be a project which is looking to develop a cell therapy for an ocular disease so this is from the institute of ophthalmology um really exciting potentially transformative to millions of patients if not hundreds of millions of patients um, really exciting great science but just an incredible number of different stakeholders um and this had a scientist team a clinical team he had a cro he had a GMP manufacturing team, um, as well as us as an investor, and getting this sort of beast um, moving forwards and kind of getting the momentum momentum up and running was incredibly hard. But you could kind of see from the UCL business side of not only kind of the contracting, the negotiation for certain licenses, um, but getting the project on the milestones and getting what would have been a 15-person project team functioning coherently, facing in the right direction, was tricky. But it's it's safe to say so that investment was launched in the depths of lockdown in the summer of 2020. So lots, lots of hurdles, and as I said before, it's never linear, but we managed to kind of overcome those problems, bring it back on track, and it looks like um, we're again steering the project to a point where it could hopefully be tested in human clinical patients 
the next couple of years. You know, that's interesting because if you had asked me the same question, that's probably exactly the project that I would have picked as well. I feel like that project was maybe about three projects in one because of the number of supplements, additional supplementary projects and budgets that were applied. And it, it probably shows the flexibility, that the partnership being between Albion VC and UCLB and the, the tech fund was kind of devised to be tailored to how UCL conducts its research and how UCLB commercialises that research. And I think that was a case study where um, there wasn't a precedent before and we had to kind of demonstrate how we could navigate the the large UCL ecosystem where translational research is done all the time, but it's never kind of clear cut and it's never exactly the same. And that one, whether it's interaction with Institute Ophthalmology or Moorfields or again, outside stakeholders um, was kind of instrumental. And we, we did something which, or we're, we're setting out to do something which probably hasn't been done before with the UCL Tech Fund model. And I feel like if it wasn't for the strong relationship we have with UCL Business, but also the functionalities and the capabilities with the project management team, I don't think we could have kind of got a big project like that over the line. I think that's a, a great example of why we need this specialist support where, again, your backgrounds and your experiences are tailored to exactly the sort of areas that we work in. Um, and yeah, I, I think you initially started working on that project and then it was your colleague Simran who continue to do a great job. Yes, I'm not afraid of hearing praise for my team at all. Thank you very much. Um, so, so we've been working together um, at UCLB and the Tech Fund. I think both of us for about five and a half years now, and I'm pretty sure yeah. we started within about two weeks of each other yeah. as well. So we've certainly seen um, the Technology Fund and UCL Business Project Management Services grow. How do you think we've changed in that time? I think the whole partnership and the whole model has evolved since then. And I feel like we've both learned an incredible amount on the job. And, and I guess from my side, yes, I, I do get to, having come from UCL when I did my kind of master's and PhD, I appreciate how big and complex it is, but it's only when you peek behind the curtain and you step outside the lab and you, again you try to get something done outside the lab you realize how difficult it is when working with academics on these sort of long timelines um, most people are used to running grants where they're giving a, a two-year grant they set out to achieve a set of aims and um, typically they change experiments don't work or they work slightly differently um, Whereas I think from our side, our investments are sort of laser focused again on key milestones that we think will de-risk the, the technology and investment and hopefully um, unlock further funding or a spin out. And from my side, the key learning has been focusing the entire team on those milestones and not losing sight of kind of where we're heading. And in some cases, trying to be quite strict at whether we hit those milestones or not and given where we work and the early stage nature not everything will pan out and there's lots of technical risk as I said um, and we need to be prepared to basically draw a line under when we think an investment hasn't worked which is obviously quite tough for everyone that's involved um, 
So I think we've gotten a lot better at enforcing those hurdles. And this is the reason why we kind of tranche our investments. So I think I've seen a lot more tranching in the past few years with um, tech fund projects and a lot more go no go points as well as we really kind of drill down into whether we're actually getting the results that we want or not in order to move forward. We've become a lot more professional in terms of the documentation that we have put together when we share it and what we expect from those documentations and I think they're really really useful to helping again the whole team stick to um, the work packages the timelines and it's not meant to be that we create more paperwork but it's ultimately a steer for everyone um, so that it leads to a better project at the end and a better investment. Um, That's really good to know because we've had such a, a hand in improving these documents as well for milestone reporting and project reporting and a kind of information has come in from all sides and how we can build something that like you say it's not documents for the sake of documents um, and we don't want it to be too onerous as well on the PIs but we do need a way of recording things recording changes and reporting on the data that we have um, in a way that's accessible as well and I think we've got to a really good point as well um, with what we're doing where I think it's quite accessible and ultimately when these projects weren't successful they'll lead to a spin out or again their license will partner with someone from UCLB perspective they're used to the the due diligence that comes from commercial partners and what they expect of each of our investments we kind of make it clear that that's what we expect and again that's that should hopefully lead to a higher chance of a successful outcome down the line. One of the other things you mentioned um, when we were discussing the changes that we've seen over the past few years, um, you mentioned a laser focus on those milestones as well and really driving towards those. How would you feel about in the future using a more agile approach to project planning where you still have your fixed budget as part of the tech fund and you have a scope and an aim, but you're more building work packages as you go. Because I feel um, in the past few years, I've seen a lot more projects, not just with go, no go points, but where changes have happened as well, quite potentially last minute, um, utilising contingency funds quite early on for pieces of work. So how would you feel about a a more agile process? Yeah, I think we've naturally got to the point where we have become more agile. And I think from our side, we're all scientists by background and we realise that it doesn't always pan out the way that you expect it to. And it's not a binary black, white, yes, no answer. Um, And I think, yeah, you're right. We've probably naturally got to that point now where we we look to understand what the data says or what the results are and then kind of react and and with the, the academic team also understanding that we are going to be agile and we are going to be kind of responses to some things otherwise um, it just won't make for a good project how would you incorporate that agility i think it would probably have to come at an investment committee stage because at the moment a lot of our projects require 
a almost concrete idea of how much it's going to cost for each work package which then has to be undone if you want to make a change so I would say it would probably have to be a consideration that we had quite early where we say this is how much we think this piece of work is going to cost but when we actually come to it we're allowing more wiggle room um for the budget and what we might actually want to achieve within that work package um which would would require though um a lot more flexibility with the investment committee's agreement to a project as well i'm not too sure how that would go down from an investment perspective if there is a major deviation so something fundamentally different than what we initially promised or what we agreed to do to the investment with the investment committee um that would need some prior approval before we kind of change it because then ultimately the investments changed but from my side at least from a project team i try to be understanding to say okay look is this um is this a fundamental change is this a minor change is it still within the the spirit of what we set out to do is it still gonna get that data package or that work package that we wanted to and i try to apply some discretion and i think there's there's trust between myself and the investment committee to to for me to make that call um and i think so far that's worked quite well because otherwise what happens is that it's too restrictive if you're going to change the mouse model and you want to go back to investment committees to get that approval um you might not need to do that or waste their time or again pause the project or pause people's employment um so i, I try to kind of apply that discretion but that only comes when you know the the technology and the project kind of inside and out you understand the risks and how much you can change it and again we're quite pragmatic with how these projects are done so we do have contingencies which are still kind of under the control of the project management team and the and the investor and i think with most academics that we work with they they appreciate the value of that um and that's already been kind of baked in i suspect if you've got the privilege you can probably incorporate that agility to the the design of the experiments um but in some cases again the real life gets in the way and i don't know your mouse colony might get infected or there's a six-month delay in a reagent because there's a worldwide covid pandemic Mm. yeah the agility thing is is a key part and i think we can only have that agility with support like you guys who um can kind of very swiftly adjust react and um help the team to work out you know what's the timeline the cost the impact of it or what's going to happen and again swiftly um changing the direction of that cruise ship isn't easy so that's again a key part of what you guys help us do so yeah you're right we we both started working yeah nearly five and a half years ago in 2018 um so time has flown by and yeah we have evolved not just necessarily in our own roles but uclb UCL tech fund i think ucl itself so where do you see um the project management capabilities of kind of like uclb going in the future because i'm sure we're not going to stop here there's still lots more work to be done and even like ucl has changed so much over the last what 10 years that i've been around campus so what what do you guys have planned for the future well UCLB is certainly 
growing and improving I feel like we're becoming more and more efficient in lots of areas so specifically with regards to project management um, as I said previously it'd be nice to have some diversity of background in the project management team potentially to kind of fit with those other project areas that we're working towards a present company accepted we don't just project manage uh, (laughs) tech fund projects we also work with other funders as well such as welcome and innovate uk so we can help academics apply for funding in those other areas and manage those projects as well um you also worked with, you also work with spin-outs that have come out of UCLB, right? Again, not UCL Tech-funded ones, but it's in general. Yes, yes. If they still have, you know, a good link with UCLB, or they're in that setup stage, um, or perhaps they don't have um, a Series A yet, in order to actually employ somebody within the company to manage their, you know, project management side, or a COO, for example will definitely be there to assist um, with any of their projects relating to UCL. And at that very beginning point where you might have some funding or little funding, that sort of capability is incredibly valuable. And especially if it's kind of linked to UCLB where they will know inside and out what you would need to do for probably what sounds like a deep tech company or a company that's using university technology. I think that would be extremely valuable. Yes, and we have a talented team here just waiting to help people with all of their commercialization projects at UCL. Yeah. But it's it's really, really exciting times at UCLB at the moment. We've grown a lot in the recent years. My team has grown as well. It's a really exciting time to be part of UCLB, especially with the current successes that we've had as well. And I think we're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah, I think that's just the beginning. And yeah, I... I can also see some things coming through the pipeline and some of the plans and they are really exciting um, and it's good for you guys to build on your successes. Okay, so for anyone looking to access the tech fund and have a project working with you, what would you say to them now? Um, so I would first of all advise them to probably just check our website and UCLB's website. So the UCLTF website um, has some good information on kind of what our remit is and what we look to invest in but the UCLB website is probably precursor to that where they kind of set out how they work with academics and UCL Tech Fund is one of those options which we believe is a good option Um, but ultimately it should probably spark off with a conversation with their business manager at UCLB um, where our colleagues will kind of reach out to us, explain what the academic's trying to do, what the technology is, if it's in scope. And ultimately, we prefer to just meet academics and hear the great work that they're doing. And even if it's not in scope or if it's not in scope at the moment, we, we really enjoy those conversations and hearing about their work. Um, and so you have a designated project management team working for you here on these projects. So when do we get to meet the academics then? So typically once we we have a, a few interactions, a few meetings with, with with the team, with academics, understand what they're trying to do, again, if it's in scope or not. Um, we think it's a very iterative process, but what we realise is that the sooner we bring in the project management team, the better, because um, that gives us a more kind of timely and accurate reflection of 
the timelines of that investment, um, what needs to be done, which stakeholders we need to kind of work with from now. And they always argue the sooner the better, getting any contracts in place, understanding what the lags are, the timelines and the process for that. Um, and that is critical to us to actually bring a new idea or investment to our investment committee to get approval. So there's lots of work up that we do together with the business manager, with the project manager to get that to that line. But then that's only the beginning. Um, we the have a kickoff meeting. It's a long process, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a very long process. But again, this is what you get for working in a... This is what you get for trying to solve hard problems. And um, that the inclusion of your team is kind of critical before that. And as soon as we kick off, it's, again, directing it and keeping it on track and navigating the, the problems or unexpected um, problems. Correct. So I think that's all we have time for today. So thank you so much for joining me to now and answering my questions. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Jess. It's been great. Thank you.